Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. For more information about us, visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. Day. We love you, mommies. <laughs> Listen, there's one thing uh, you may not know also if you're visiting here for the first time. We've, we've been talking about forming true community, really, really getting to know each other and really, uh, you know, getting past all the fake stuff. Is anybody tired of the fake stuff? fake people and faking it all the time and faking it to be happy and happy to be faking it and all that. And so what we've said is every Sunday we were going to give one person because in order to risk true community, we have to risk church. And so we have to risk and take chances. And so we decided every Sunday we'd take a chance and we'd give one person from the, from the family here four minutes and a mic to share their life, to just tell you a little bit about them so that we would get to know them a little better and see the way God is working in their life. So today, would you welcome a new mommy, her first, her first Mother's Day. Would you bring up Siley? Yeah. Um, when they, when my husband told me that George had called him, um, to ask me if I could speak today for four minutes, I thought to myself, I said, in my head, no. But then my mouth said, yes. And then I said, you know what, what am I going to talk about? And believe it or not, four minutes seem very little, but when you're standing up here, it's very long. And I just wanted to say how many mothers know that what that video told us is so true. That when we tire and we look at them, they're so cute. And we just want to kiss them no matter if we have a headache, if we're in pain. They're so beautiful. And imagine how God feels towards us if we are a mother and the Bible says that we are not good and God is good. So it's so awesome that a mother could feel like that and I can't imagine how God feels when I'm sleeping, when he's dancing over me, and I'm sleeping and he's looking at me. Now, I just wanted to start with a scripture that was given to me um, like a couple of months after I got saved. And this is for everybody here, and I want you guys to take it for you. And it's Genesis 12, 2, and it says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. And I just wanted you guys to know that that's you, that God is on your side. So no matter what comes against you, God's still on your side. So now I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. When you get saved and you go through stuff, you're kind of embarrassed about telling people about it, but you're supposed to tell people because that's how you testify. So I'm nervous, my hands are shaking. 
As a child, I grew up with a drug dealer father and an alcoholic mother. It was really rough. And as we were growing up, you know, ACS came and they wanted to take us because my mother was always drinking and the neighbors saw. So I had to run to the Dominican Republic where my mother and my father were born. And there we stayed for a while. It was really rough in the Dominican Republic. After I went through that, I never wanted to go back but I did go back. So growing up and, and seeing that we went through that stuff, you know, it was hard. Seeing that I went through so much, it was hard. But today, I realized why I went through that stuff, because I wouldn't be who I am today. Now, as I left to the Dominican Republic, my father was arrested. He was in jail for 10 years. So I never really got to know my father. When I was six years old, I left. So I never get, really got to know him. And then I came back to the United States. And when I came back, I wanted my father. And my father came out of jail and I was so happy because I never had him. So when I, I saw him, I hugged him and I said, okay, now I'm gonna have a father. But unfortunately, it didn't happen like that. My father was a cheater. I have 20, 22 brothers and sisters. I don't know where they are. Some of them I do, some of them I don't. But he, he cheated on my mother, and due to his cheating, my mother became an alcoholic. So I blame her for that, and I blame him for not being there for me. And I became very, very bitter towards him. So I grew up, you know, I got into the clubbing, the dancing, the getting to know other people, but I was always bitter towards men. And I said, you know what? One day I'm gonna meet a guy, I'm gonna ask him, can you give me your seed? That's all I want from you. I don't want you to be with me, and I wanna have a baby. That's all I wanted from guys. I didn't wanna have a family. I didn't feel it was necessary for somebody to have a father, because I didn't have one. So what I did is what I tried to find in relationships someone to be with, but it never came along. I was trying to fill something inside me that wasn't getting filled. It wasn't enough. So while I grew up, went to college, and I went, when I went to college, somebody challenged me to go to church. They said to me, you know what? You took this test a couple of times, and if you um, pass this test after I pray with you, you come to church with me. I said in my mind, oh, whatever, I'm not gonna go. You know, I'm, not, I'm probably not gonna pass. So I passed the test and I went to church and I got saved the same day. <laughs> and um, as time went on, I, can, I began going to the youth and I began getting involved in the church and there was something still inside of me that wasn't working. I, I saw God, I love God, and I said, you know what, I love this, but there's something inside of me that is still not, not working. And I came to a realization that it was that I did not know what a father was. So I couldn't receive the love of God because I never had a father, and God is a father to us. So one of the uh, youth ministers said to me, I know what your problem is and we could fix it, but you need to forgive your father. And it was a lot for me, because he did so much and I blame him for everything in my life. I finally forgave him, and my relationship with God grew so much, and I learned that love, that kindness, and I still feel it every night when I call on his name. And I just wanna let you guys know that if you have unforgiveness towards your mother or father, 
you need to let go. It takes a long time, but it happens. You need to work on it. it, it it's, it's a lot of healing in it, and there's a lot of it's a lot of work to do. But if you don't, it will affect your family in the future, even when you have a husband or a family. So as I got saved and I was going to church, I met someone. And when I met him, you know, the first night I met him, I told him I loved him. And I was like, okay, I told him I loved him. He tells me now that he was freaked out when I said, I love you. He was like, what is wrong with this girl? But... I told him I loved him because God loved me so much that I said to him, you know what? You could have the same love. He loves you. I love you because you're my brother in Christ. And even though I grew up telling myself I just want somebody to give me a seed, I continued to have a relationship with him, and I learned that I really wanted a husband, and I wanted a baby from that husband. So... Things happened here and there. We ended up getting married with a blessing from God. I have prayed over and over, Lord, is this the man I'm supposed to marry? Is this the man I'm supposed to marry? And God kept on giving me confirmation, confirmation, confirmation. And I said, well, I want a big wedding, Lord. And if you say that this is the man I'm supposed to marry, we have zero. I have zero, nothing. You're going to have to provide. A week later, he received a phone call from some... Um, past situations that have happened and they say oh we got some money for you it's a lot of money would you come and get it and I said really and and when I looked at him I said oh my god we are supposed to get married we got the money for the wedding he looked at me and he said the money for the wedding and I said yeah the money from the wedding I married him and today I have a beautiful son and I just wanted emphasize that growing up we go through stuff and we ask God, God, why is it that I had to go through that? Why is it that why is it that that if you knew I was going to get saved, why you permitted somebody to do this to me? Why you permitted for me to be poor? Why you permitted me for me to be in need? But if you wouldn't had gone through that, you would not be who you are today. And I just want to say God bless every mother in here and father too. Amen. I don't know if that was four minutes. It felt like it. Wow. Let's just bow our heads and go home. Because uh, how do you beat that one? How do you top that? Wow. Sally, can I just tell you the title of today's message? Forever Daddy. So we're talking about daddy today. Wow. So to be known is to be loved. Don't you, can't, can't you love her a little more knowing, right? But you know that it's a risk. It's a risk to come up here and because now they, they could be, you know, some of you could, could have this warm, fuzzy feeling and then some of you could have this, well, I, I know where she comes from. I don't, and, and you could think a whole different thing, you know? But we believe in just, we're going to risk church, risk getting to know each other so that we can have true community. Amen? Wow. Thank you, Siley. We have been... Um, We've been in the middle of this series that we've been doing for a long time, and I want to keep doing it for as long as I can find. But we're doing a series called Name Dropping, and it's a, a series, just, we're just going through the Word, finding all the names of God. Because the Word says that in Proverbs 18.10, that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. You all know this by heart by now. 
The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Anybody desire to just find peace and safety today? Right? Well, the name, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. And so last week we started with a, a scripture in the book of Isaiah chapter 9. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn there again. And if you don't have your Bibles, just fake it. Look down and make believe you're turning the pages. Isaiah chapter 9. And I love this verse because it's, it gives us four names in one, in one verse. So for somebody that's looking for names to preach on and for names to share on, I got four for the price of one right there in one verse. And Isaiah 9, starting in number 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace. And so last week we spoke about the wonderful counselor. And we talked about how God replaces that heart of stone with a heart of flesh and a heart that can feel and grow and experience and truly worship. And we talked about how that heart comes with a counselor. And if you if you want to hear that message, you can go online and listen to it at sanctuaryfellowship.org. Um I want to say what's up right now to just our friends in, uh, they can't see me, so I'm not looking at you guys. Our friends in Florida, we just picked up a whole new group of people in Florida that are listening to our messages down in Florida. No, no, another group besides you guys. Yes, in, in Kiss, Kissimmee, in Kissimmee. They said that they, I, I got an email saying, um, a friend of mine had you on their MySpace, and thank God for MySpace, amen? It's, there's some bad stuff, but you can get some good stuff and use it for good. So we decided a long time ago to have a MySpace for the church. And so this, this person wrote me and said, um, our friends, uh, my friend had you on, on their MySpace and I didn't really know what you were about. So I, I went to the MySpace and I just felt something and I felt drawn to the website. And so I went to your website and I've been listening to your messages ever since. And God has been changing my life. She writes. And she says, and now I'm telling all of my friends in Florida to listen, to log on and listen to these messages. And, and God is doing amazing things. I write back to her. She writes back and she says, this past Sunday I went to church for the first time in a long, long time. She said, and it felt great. And so I said, wow, amen. So God bless you, my friends down in Kissimmee and my friends also in Florida that are here today. God bless you. It's awesome to have you. So last week we, we, we spoke about this wonderful counselor and, and, and how, you know, the, the heart and all that. And I started thinking about this, this verse and this series. I'm going to ask the drama team to come up real quick and just, I, I got this picture in my head of those four names. And the more I thought about it, the clearer it became. And so if the four of you would, would come right up on, on top here. I want you to see four faces of the Father today. In this message titled, Forever Daddy. I started getting this picture and, 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 and I, I started realizing, man, you know, because, amen, amen. I want you to see something. See, there's, there's the wonderful counselor. There's the ever, the, the uh, next one, mighty God. That's why I picked Drew. 
There's the mighty God. Amen. There's the everlasting Father. And there's the Prince of Peace. And I, I needed you to see this picture of how, how things are. You see, this, is, this represents you, right? This is us. And so we, we come and the wonderful Counselor, we come to the wonderful Counselor. And the wonderful Counselor speaks and calls and, and helps us and just encourages us and gives us words of encouragement and words that direct us and lead us, right? And then, so once we're following that, we come to a realization that we come to the mighty God. And mighty God is just a picture of the God that has already paid the price for you and for me. He's done everything that can be done on your behalf and He stands and protects you. And so once you come under that protection, then you come before the, the arms of the everlasting Father who's always calling out to you, who's just reaching out to you. And when you go into those arms of the everlasting Father, it's in those arms that you find the Prince of Peace. And, and I'm, I really want you to just, just stay there. So right, they're married. That's why I let them do that. So, so it's all right. No think. It was a setup like that. But, but you see, you, you, do you see the whole gospel in that one scripture? You come to the wonderful counselor and hear counsel. And then you come and you realize that this wonderful counselor has done it all for you. And he's the mighty God. And then once you accept that and believe that you have this other side of God that's just reaching out to you. And saying, I'm daddy. The father heart of God. And then in those arms, when you step into those arms, it's only there that you find the prince of peace. Amen. Thank you, guys. Amen. Amen. This one verse gives you everything you ever needed. Amen. One verse gives you everything you ever needed. It's a one-stop shop right there. Right? If that's all you want to read for a while, then just read that verse. It gives you everything you ever needed. Every name that you need to run into. Some of us today need to run into the arms of the counselor. We need to hear counsel. Some of us need to just stand behind mighty God and know that he's powerful and know that he's in control. Some of us need to contemplate the heart of the Father, the Father, the everlasting Father. And then once you, once, you, once you do all that, once you just end up in the end of that, you'll find the Prince of Peace. It's the whole gospel. Amen? Because the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. See, when you, when you get this, everything changes. When you just kind of understand this, everything changes. My walk with God has changed through this series. But I, wanna, I wanted to kind of stop someplace today and tell you, it's not all fun and games. Amen? Those, that, those of you that have been in the struggle for a while, right? It's not all fun and games. It's not all, uh, I don't want to mislead you and I definitely don't want to misrepresent God in any way today. Because you see, it's easy to start hearing this name dropping series and say, man, I have a name that I can run into for everything and that's true. But it doesn't mean that God is a genie. It doesn't mean that, well, whatever I need, God's there. I just rub it and poof, everything I needed is there. 
You know, I need this, boof, I run into that name. I need this, I run into that name, and it's there. No, it, the, the word is really, really clear that, that he's not a genie in a bottle. The word is really clear that, that you don't just rub on that lamp. He is everything you need, but, but that's not the picture that I want to put in your hearts also. The verse clearly qualifies those who can run into. Amen? And so we can't miss that point. It clearly qualifies those who can run into his name. It says, the righteous run in and they are safe. And so I just wanted to take a minute to ask, who are the righteous? Right? We've talked about it before, but I feel like we just had to go there a minute. Who are the righteous? Anybody wondering? Well, I'm I'm glad you asked. Romans 3.10, if you looked at Romans 3.10, you don't have to go there, I'll give it to you real quick. It says, as it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. Somebody said, we got a problem then. Right? We got a problem. Only the righteous can run into the arms and be safe, can run into the names and be safe. But then the word says, there is none righteous, not even one. So do, do you understand that not even one of us in here is righteous enough to run into any of these names and be safe? Right? We're all on the same page. You understand that? From the pulpit to the worship to, to, the, to the person all the way sneaking into the back trying not to be seen going to church. We're all on the same page. There is none righteous, not even one. Amen? Well... If, if you only know that little bit of the word, then you'll find yourself in some hopeless situations. Right? Anybody felt hopeless? You ever been hopeless? You ever been like, man, I tried everything, you're just hopeless? And so now you come to church on Mother's Day and I'm going to give you more hopeless situations? Only the righteous run in there. Well, I'm not righteous. The word says there's none righteous. So can you imagine even if, if you've been listening to this series and been, been learning all these names and you're like, yeah, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. And, and you're learning all these names. And then so one day, you know, you, you, you decide to do something you've never done in, in years. And you, you look at your Bible, you find your Bible at home and, and you crack it open, right? And after the dust, you know, clears the air and you can see again, you, you, you see the letters again. And, and imagine if this is the one that you turn, anybody ever do that? They want a word from God, they just, right? Come on, I know. The immature and the mature do that. We all do it once in a while. And sometimes it works, right? Sometimes God is that faithful that it works. He's that good to us that he say, okay, I'll give you one. But imagine if, if you're running, you're in the middle of this series and you're learning all these names and that one day you crack it open and it opens up to Romans 3.10 and you say there is none righteous, not even one. Then you'd be ready to give up, right? You'd be like, man, there's, there's, there's no hope for me, not even in God. There's not even hope for me in God. Because I'm not even righteous. There's no none righteous. But see, I want to tell you today, you, you can't stop there. Because 10 verses down, there's, there's an answer for you. Listen to me. Some of you, I believe that some of you are 10 verses away from breakthrough. Come on, that's good. Some of you are 10 verses away from breakthrough, but we stop too soon. We, we stop short. We're, we're almost there. We're almost to the point where we get up and worship and we don't care who's watching, but we stop. We're almost to the point where we, where we bow our head and, and, and pray to start the day, but we stop because we think that's silly. We're almost to the point where we say, you know what? I'm going to tithe and believe God, but we stop because we say, no, 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 I'm not going there. 
because I got a lot of bills to pay this week. We're almost to that point and we stop. Listen, some of us are 10 verses away from breakthrough. I believe that. You need to receive that. Because if you step down to Romans 3, 22, it says, This righteousness is from God. It comes through faith in Jesus to all who believe. There is no difference. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen? The message puts it this way. God did it for us. Out of sheer generosity, he put us in right standing with himself. A pure gift. He got us out of the mess that we're in and restored us to where he always wanted us to be. And he did it by means of Jesus Christ. So see, while some people don't take it seriously enough, some people make it too complicated. So let's break it down. Who can call on the name of the Lord only the righteous? But who is righteous? Only those that call on the name of the Lord. Come on. Come on. Who can call on the name of the Lord and run into it and be safe and, and, and get all the benefits of that? Only the righteous. Well, then, but then who are the righteous? Well, only those that call upon the name of the Lord. Do you understand? Do you see it now? It's a circle. And, and God, it's a circle that sets us dancing. It's a circle that will set you dancing. I can call on God and receive His righteousness. And then in that righteousness, I call on Him and I'm safe. In that righteousness, I, I'm, He's everything I ever needed. And I get it, not because I deserve it, but because I call on Him and because He makes me righteous. It's a, it's a circle, but it's a blessed circle. Amen? Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. He's a wonderful counselor. He's a mighty God. He's an everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. Hear me. I've gotten myself in some crazy situations. And what I've learned is the safest place to be is in the will of God. Listen, you, got, you don't hear anything else. You got to hear this. The safest place to be is where God wants you to be. Do you, you understand that? And let, let me give you an example. See, it, this place right now could be very safe. We have a lot of ushers. There's a lot of men across the back. And it's pretty safe. If somebody comes in here kind of wilding out, I know Joe's going to drop him and Drew's going to drop him. He's not going to get past my man over there with his arms crossed at the front. I, I know he's not going to get to me. I feel pretty safe. You understand? But if God called me to the, the tribe of in some country that I can't even pronounce, you understand? And if that's where God wants me to be, that is the safest... I'm talking like a cannibal country where they eat people like me. You know, you know what I'm saying? If that's where God called me to be, that's where I'm going to be the safest. You understand? Because even here in the safety of this, if this is not where God wants me, a light could crack and this chandelier could break my neck and nobody had to even touch me. You understand? How many people, you can fall in your bathtub and die? Like slip, bop, and crack your neck on the tub. Anybody ever had like one of those slips that you think, like I could have died and nobody would know. I've, I've had one of those. I never told anybody, but I've had those. You know, when you get bruises across your kidneys back here because you hit the back of the, you slipped on the soap. But anyway, the safest place to be is in the will of God. That's the safest place that you want to be. At any place else. But listen, it's not always the nicest. It's not always the easiest. It's not always the richest. 
How many of you know there's still struggles, there's still battles, there's still enemies to defeat, but the safest place to be is in God's will. Amen? Because in God's will there is victory. In God's will there is freedom. Amen? Listen, listen, this is an easy way to break it down. Everything that God wants for you is to deliver you and give you freedom. Everything that the enemy wants for you is to give you bondage. The enemy wants to have you in bondage. God wants to have you free. The world has it twisted. We think, and the world would think, that it's God that wants you in bondage. God wants you, no, you can't do this, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt can't, you can't, you won't, you can't, you won't. And, and, and we think, well, God wants you in bondage. No, God wants you liberated. It's the enemy that wants you in bondage. The enemy says, yeah, you can, you can, you can, you can. Because when you do, you're locked into bondage. You, you understand? The bondage of sin is not freedom. That's like a weird twist that we get. We think, we, we think uh, God's stuff is bondage and the world is freedom. They can do anything they want. You know, I'm in church. I can't put a needle in my arm and get high. Man. But I'm free. If I was free, I could put a needle in my arm and get high. But if I put a needle in my arm and get high, I got to do it again and again and again and again because there's bondage. In, you, you understand the difference? I'd rather be free than in bondage. And you, I need to, you need to understand and, and we need to, as the body of Christ, show and, and, and demonstrate that in God, that's where the freedom is. And we do that by not always judging and condemning and, and miserable and walking around nasty-faced. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a Christian. So what? Nobody wants to be like you. That's horrible. You're the most miserable person at the job. Why would anybody? You know what I'm saying? That's not us. We need to know I'm free. Why are you smiling all the time? Because I'm free. Why are you happy? And this boss is a jerk. You hear the way he talked to us? You know what the company's doing to us? I don't care. He's not my source. Amen? Amen? I'm free. I'm free. There's bondage. Come on. See, family, God has done too much for you and I to stay the same. To keep the same struggles, to repeat the same mistakes, to walk fearfully and lightly, and to tiptoe around the world. No, God has given me names to run into. My God sees, he's El Roi. My God hears, he's El Shama. My God provides, he's Jehovah Jireh. My God is here, everywhere I am, he's Jehovah Shama. I can have peace, I run into Jehovah Shalom. He's my redeemer, he's my refuge, he's my portion, my rock, my salvation, my shepherd, my shield, my song, my stay. My strength, my power. He's my strong habitation. Oh, man. And listen to me. I don't have to light a candle. I don't have to wear a saint on my wrist. I don't have to wear eyes on my chain or a rosary around my neck. I don't even have to wear a cross for protection. Do you understand that? I don't have to earn his grace. I don't have to try and impress him. He sees, he hears, he knows me. I am fully known and still accepted. Hallelujah. Fully known and still accepted. He is my forever daddy. He's my daddy forever. Why am I talking about a forever daddy on Mother's Day? I don't know. I don't know. 
but 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 Siley confirmed it. I know, I know what we're doing is right. Why are we talking about a forever daddy, our mothers? Let me, let me repeat my quote from last week. God's desire for us is to no longer be broken. When you get that? God's desire for us is to no longer be broken, to no longer be shattered people living in broken and shattered relationships with our hearts broken. God so loved that he gave his son that we would have our hearts restored. Amen? He wants us to be restored. I want every broken mommy today to hear the words of this wonderful counselor, to feel protected and accepted by this mighty God, and to run into the arms of this forever daddy and there meet their prince of peace. Amen? See, it's a fairy tale ending, it really is. Some of you mommies have been kissed by too many frogs. You're looking for the prince in the swamp. Because your past tells you that that's the only place you can find one. But I want to bless the mommies today and I want you to be touched and just understand. I, wanna, I want to help start the healing process today. If that's alright with you guys. He's our everlasting father, your forever daddy. I want to ask one of the most beautiful mommies in this building, the mommy to my two beautiful daughters, to come and just share her heart with you for a moment. Please welcome. Hey. Hi. Uh, Siley, I just want to thank you because your word just totally confirmed that I needed to share my testimony today. And even though I know a lot of you guys, ladies, have heard it because I've shared it, but a lot of men haven't heard it. So I had a father who was an alcoholic who was abusive, and he used to abuse my mother in, day in and day out. And I lived, I grew up being very afraid, you know. I lived with fear. You know, I didn't know if I would see my mother or wake up, would she be alive? Would I come home from school, would she be alive? I lived with, um, who, I don't know why I'm crying. It's not that this hurts me. It's that I'm glad that God put me through this and I would never change my past, ever. Because like Siley said, I am who I am because of those things. So, I'm not crying because I'm sad. So, and um, I lived with fear and, and, and shame because I couldn't protect my mom. I felt like I was this little girl and this power was taken from me and I couldn't protect her. So that I lived with a lot of guilt growing up. And like society says, right, girls who don't have daddies, they look for love in all the wrong places. They look for love in other, in boys and whatever, drugs, whatever it is. And I was a statistic. I'll tell you this much. God saved me from a lot of nonsense. I know that. But I still was a statistic because I was. I went to boys and boyfriends to find that security, that love. But it was always empty and nonsense. And what did they do? They hurt me. They, they destroyed my feelings. And so that hole that my father left just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I have a huge heart for girls. And people always say, but oh, you're such a girl, mommy. You don't like boys? And I'm like, I do love boys. But you got to understand, I was a little girl. And when I see little girls, I just, I just want them to be filled with the things of God. I don't want them to grow up to be a statistic. Why do we believe 
that God could bring healing, that God could be rest, bring restoration, that God could do all these miraculous things. But, oh, my child is going to be a statistic? No. Your child doesn't need to be a statistic. No. Okay, you didn't make the right choices. I didn't make the right choices. You know, and, and, and when you're young, you're like, oh, I'm not going to be like my mother. I'm going to be totally different. And then when you have kids, you're just like your mother. You know, you're just like your mother. And even worse, you're worse than your mother. So it's like, I really needed that daddy God. I needed that daddy God. And when I, I came to God, I knew I needed that. And like slightly, I was angry at my dad. I hated him. If he died, it would be like a stranger dying. That's how much I hated my dad. But through that process, God showed me what my dad went through. He didn't have a dad. You know, he didn't have someone who was nurturing, who was loving. His mother wasn't nurturing. You know, his father was abusive and to his mom, and his father was an alcoholic. So that was just generational things that kept going. But I'm here to tell you today that those generational things stop. With you, they stop. They don't have to continue. They don't have to continue. My, my, the stuff that I carried and all the garbage that I came with doesn't have to continue with my girls. And how do we do that? How do we not make it continue? How do we stop the generational curses? Moms and even dads, because there's some hurting little boys here too, and there's hurting little girls here, you have to come to the realization that God is your daddy. Jesse prayed about it. Siley talked about it. I mean, God is just inundating it with you today. He is your daddy. He is your Abba. He, he is literally the daddy that you could go and crawl up on his lap and cry your eyes out. When you need a break, you could crawl up on his lap. There's so many times I've envisioned myself sitting on daddy's lap, my God's lap, and saying, God, I just can't take it anymore. And just, just waiting there, not, not saying anything else, just envisioning myself on daddy's lap. Or when I want to hide, I envision myself under his robe, hiding from everything. He's going on with his job, but I'm underneath his robe, hiding and just finding peace there. Moms, you know, we have those commercials that say, well, the dad or the mom comes to the kid and says, well, where did you get these drugs and where did you learn this? Well, I learned it from watching you. Now, the society is ready, is ready to give you all those negative things that parents do, but they don't give you the good things. That if they're watching you, if they're watching you go to your Abba Daddy, if they're watching you go to the Daddy that's in heaven, that's where they're going to learn about their Daddy in heaven. That's where they're going to learn about that there's a Father in heaven that no matter how good, how bad, or if death has taken your Father away, that there's a Father in heaven that loves them, that is intervening for them, that has a plan and a purpose for them, that doesn't desire them to be a statistic. Because that's not part of God's Word. The statistics that are for your children are what is in the word. And you got to start speaking it over their lives. And you got to start praying it over them. You need to do that. And then you'll say, and I'm not saying that it's going to be perfect. Because it's all wonderful when they're little and they can't talk. But when they start talking back, all you want to do is smother them. You don't want to hug them. You know? But God, in that, he has a plan and a purpose for your children. And you have to grasp that for them. You have to take a hold of that dream. You're the one that has to do it. And I'm talking to moms and dads. Because there are moms, there's dads here who raise their kids. You know, so it's not just a mom thing or a dad thing or the dads are so bad. No, I'm not saying that. And just a side note, I forgave my dad like Siley did. And I knew I needed to forgive him. And I let it go. And 
God, that's when God showed me that he was a broken man and that he had no love and he didn't know how to love. And if you don't have love and you don't know how to love, you can't love. Okay? So guys, moms, dads, take on that daddy. God, take on that Abba Father. He is there for you. He's here to heal those hurts. And you're thinking, well, I can't go back to my childhood. I can't, I can't go. No, you can't go back to your childhood, but you can be a child again. And you can be a child again. There's so many people tell me, oh, you're, you're so happy. I wasn't always a happy person. I wasn't a happy person. When I had my kids, I wasn't a huggy person. And I know a lot of people are not going to believe that. But I wasn't a huggy person. I was very, you're you, I'm me, don't go, don't go past my space here. Don't do it. But God taught me. That came through healing. That came through restoration. You know, that came through, okay, I have to hug my girls because they need it. They need that affection. I have to love on them. I have to. Even, even though I didn't know how to do it because of my past, when I, when I started to forgive and I started to take on that daddy heart of God and I started to go after that heart of God and that, God, I need you to be my daddy. You said you're my daddy and I need you to be my daddy. Then that's when my healing came. You know? And like Siley, Siley said she, something so, she's, prayed specifically for something, right? She said, I want a big wedding. We as little hurt girls, we forget to dream big. Ask God. Ask God. Because when we dream big, our kids dream big. And they see big. And they know that they can do things. Now, I'm going to show you the heart of God, how he desires your kids not to be a statistic. And I got permission from Jennifer. So before you say, oh my goodness, I got permission for Jennifer to talk about this. It was during... A Saturday during the prophetic conference and I had Jaya her daughter in my hands and I had been taking care of her Friday night and I fed her and then I took her on Saturday and I had her all day Saturday well during the the early morning part I had I was sitting in the back and I had Jaya and I was looking at her and I and I just started to pray for her and I said Lord I pray that this girl will have the intimacy from the time, with you from the time that she's a baby to the time that she grows up. That, Lord, that she will never depart from your ways. That, Lord, that you would instill her with the gifts of dance and prophecy. And I just started to pray all these things. I pray that she will never lack for anything. That she will never desire anything from this world. That she would always look to her daddy in heaven for those things. That she would always have that relationship, that intimate relationship with you. And then I said, after I prayed... I said to myself, they should make me her godparents. So then, 20 minutes later, Pastor G calls my husband and I up, and I still have Jay on my hand. And he had the prophetic people pray for us, right? So they're going to pray for her, and they're going to pray for the little girl. And I'm like, okay, but she's not my daughter. She's Jennifer's daughter, but you can pray for her, obviously. So they started to pray for Jaya. Let me tell you, everything that I prayed for Jaya, they prayed for everything, that there would be intimacy, that God would protect her, that, that she would be a dancer, that she would be a prophetess, all these things that I had just finished praying 20 minutes ago, God prayed. God had them pray for it. He sealed it. He showed me that, yes, he doesn't desire statistics in this place. He doesn't des desire statistics for our kids. That's not his word for our kids. He says he has a plan and a purpose for them, a plan to prosper them and not to harm them. That's the statistics for your kid, no matter what's going on. And you need to grasp them. And then to seal it all, after they said, they prayed that, then they looked to me and Georgia, they're like, and you are their godparents. Forget it, I broke. I was like, oh God, you really do listen to me. You do listen to me. And I was like, it was, you know, that is dad, that's a daddy's heart. 
That is a daddy's heart. He desires our kids to know that. And oh my God, I was so happy in a lady. I didn't care what they prayed about me for. I was just so happy that they prayed all these things that I had just prayed for Jaya. And, and God is praying those things for all your children. All your children. All of them. But moms and dads, you need to grasp onto that daddy heart of God. You need to really take on. If you don't know it, if you're like, well... It's impossible. I've been through too much. No, no. I was a, I wasn't as horrible as my sister, but I was a horrible teenager. I, I'm just kidding, mom. I love you. I was a horrible, horrible teenager. And you wouldn't think because I'm so sweet now, but I was horrible. I talked back. I called my mother, um, what did I used to call her, Jeannie? Broomhilda, the cartoon of the witch, the, the, the newspaper Yes, Candace. I used to call my mother Broomhilda. Okay? But, you know, I was a horrible, horrible teenager. But God restored me. And he restored... Candace? God restored me. And he restored that relationship with my mom. You know, even though my mom did her best, she did her best to protect me. And she loved us. And she did all that she knew she could. And then he restored my relationship with my dad. I couldn't call my dad dad. I used to call him father. Yes, father. Yes, father. Because in that way, it was like, you're distant from me. That's it. You really don't mean anything to me. But not to hurt my mother, I'm going to call you father. But now I call him daddy. And I'm able to tell him I love him. You know? And it's not that he's, he's saved. Because my dad doesn't know Jesus. He doesn't know any of those things. But it's because God changed me. And as God changes us, then you're going to see that poured out into your children. And you're gonna, they're going to do so much more and have so much more than we ever had. Amen? Amen. Amen. There are some, there's some daddy pains. Amen? Right, we, a lot of us have a lot of daddy pains, some daddy issues, and those father issues are, are the ones that hurt, they hurt deep, they hurt far, and they go well into our years, like you heard, and I, I really pray that you guys can see that, and, and, and that we can kind of get that picture again of, of, of the, the heart of God, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting forever daddy, and the prince of peace. Let me close with this, um, if I could have the drama team kind of just, the four of you just take those positions. Just want everyone to, to see that picture again. And I'm going to tell you, for me, I, I was fortunate enough to grow up with both parents in the house. Um, it wasn't always perfect, but I knew they both loved me and they both tried their best for me. My father, my earthly daddy, he did the best that he knew to do. Everyone that knows him will tell you he's the craziest Cuban they ever met. He was so over the top with everything. He'll love you to death. He'll feed you to death. He'll, I mean, he, just, he was just an over, over, over generous and giving man. He, would, um, he loved my girls. My girls would stay over the weekends. Thank God for grandparents. Amen. My girls would stay over the weekends and, and they would come back five and ten pounds heavier. You were little kids, you know, you were little kids. 
Because he would just, he just wants to bless you. He just wants to keep. And so, you know, he, he'd bring you the, the food. And then before that's even finished, he'd bring you a plate of ice cream. And before that's even finished, he'd bring you a malta. And before that was even finished, he'll ask you if you want an icy. And no, he won't ask you. He'll open it and bring it to you. So now it's in your hand. And you're like, you know, but you're, you know, but anybody that knows him, he's just, he was just over the top. I mean, just over the top. He'd give you anything he can give you. He just, he, he just genuinely just was, was real over and giving and loving, right? And well, he came down with what we now know as Alzheimer's disease a few years back. And although the, the loss of his memory, if you, if you know that's a, a disease that way you, you, you forget everything. Your memory is kind of just wiped clean. And I believe even that, God did that for a reason. Amen? Because I, I, I believe God's grace is that, is God's grace is that big that He would bring us back to a clean mind to take us. I, I, I mean, just, but that's, that's a whole other message. But although um, He started losing His, 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 his memory gradually, it, it, when you think about it now, it, it happened really, really quickly. And before we knew it, he only recognized us for short periods of time. And, um, you know, we'd be spending time with him and, and kind of not knowing who we were. And then all of a sudden, he'd, he'd recognize us and he'd laugh and, and, and do something. And we'd know, whoa, we just, you know, we had a moment with him there. He, he remembered us. But quickly that, that faded and, and my earthly daddy, he's still alive today, but he doesn't know me. He doesn't recognize me anymore. When I come into the room, he's, I'm a stranger to him. Just like anybody else in the, in the nursing home, just like anybody else that comes and goes. My wife, he doesn't know her anymore. He doesn't know his grandkids anymore. We'll come and we'll hug him and we'll kiss him. and He doesn't know us anymore. That's gone. And so... I've had to run into the arms of this wonderful counselor. I'd have, I've had to stand behind this mighty God. I've had to run into the arms of this everlasting Father. And it's only there that I can find my Prince of Peace. So see, whether you had a good daddy or a bad daddy, whether you had a daddy that left or a daddy that was never even there, God wants you to know today that He's your forever daddy. He's your forever daddy. His word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. His word says in Isaiah 49, 15, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on that child she has born? And it says, though she may forget, I will not forget you. Can you receive that today? God says, I will not forget you. He says, see, I have engraved you in the palm of my hands. And so see, for each and every one of us today, in so many different ways, God provides a path to this, these names today. 
so that the so that we can run into them and be safe so that we can run into them and be whole so that we can be healed so that we can have our eyes opened so that we can be restored and so if if you can we just bow our heads for a moment There's a, lot of, there's a lot of us here today, and I, I've seen it in some of your faces as, as you're hearing the stories today, and as you're, you're maybe getting blasted with, with things that you did not expect to hear on Mother's Day. It should have been a different day. It should have been something just real nice, and let's hear about great Mother's Day stories, and let's go home and call it a day and be happy. And I see it in some of your faces. We're getting hit with this that you're totally unexpected. But I believe with all of my heart that God creates these paths for us. And He brings us to these paths that lead us to the names that we can run into and be safe. And even though some of you feel unrighteous, some of you feel like I can't run into his names because only the righteous can run into his names. If you flip it, it says, well, only those that are called on his name are righteous. And so God wants to impart righteousness into some of you today. God wants to heal some of those daddy wounds today. At least start the process of it. And so I'm going to ask you today that, that you would just kind of ignore everything else that's going on. And if that's you, if, if God is just speaking to your heart, if God is, is creating, is calling you to the path of the wonderful counselor, maybe you just need counsel. You're saying, God, I just need to hear something from you. I just need counsel. Then I'm going to ask you to just come and stand here before the wonderful counselor. If some of you, you could come, you don't have to wait. If some of you are, are feeling like, I've just, I, I just been hiding for so long. I've been hurt for so long. I just, I need, I need the protection. I need to know the mighty God. And would you just come and join us and stand before this image of the mighty God some of you really just looking for everlasting daddy forever daddy would you get out of your seats would you just say yes I need that forever daddy I need to know that even though my earthly mother or father forsook me that God you call me that you love me and that you will never ever forget me would you come and stand before everlasting father and if it's peace that you need if it's just the shalom of God the peace that surpasses all understanding would you come and just stand before the prince of peace and I'm going to ask those that are here that you would come down and start to just pray and if the prophetic team and the prayer team would come, that you would come and pray with those that are coming forward. As I pray, would you just come? Dear Lord, we just thank you that you are our wonderful counselor, Lord God. You are our Prince of Peace, Lord Father God. You are our Abba Father, Lord God. Lord, we just ask for those here, Lord God, as they're being ministered to, Lord Father God, in, in, in private and in individually, Lord God, Father God. 
that Lord that you would start to bring healing to those wounds Lord Father God that Lord that you would start to bring healing and restoration Lord Father God to those wounds that they would know today Lord God that you are their daddy Lord God that God that you know them that they are known by you God that you have a plan and a purpose, Lord God. And that, Lord, yes, they can run into you, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you bring healing to those wounds, Lord God. You know how hard it is, Lord. You know how they affect us, Lord God. Whether we were a man or a woman, Lord God. Whether we were a little boy or a little girl. We, you know how those things affected us, Lord God. But Lord, Father God, we give it to you, Lord God. We give it to you, Lord God, and we ask, Lord God, to you for you to be our Abba Daddy. We ask you, Lord God, to be our guide, to be our Prince of Peace, Lord God. We release to you today those hurts, Lord. Lord, we tear down the walls. We allow you to tear down the walls, Lord, that we've built to just protect us, Lord God. To protect our emotions, to protect our feelings, Lord God. And Lord, we give it to you, Lord God. We give it to you, Lord God. Lord, speak to them, Lord, as these pray for them, Lord God. As these people pray for each of these, Lord God, that you would speak to them as only you can, Lord God. That you would speak to the very heart of those wounds. That you would speak to the very heart of those moms and dads. That you would speak to the very heart of those young people and children, Lord God. That they would not leave today, Lord, empty. But that they would leave with the fullness of joy that you are their daddy. That you hear them. That when they thought they didn't, there was no one around, Lord, you were around, Lord God. Speak to those places, Lord God. Speak to those places, Lord God. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.